Hi-ho, neighbor, and welcome back to Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach and from ThinkChat, and today we're going to focus on episode 31, which is Building Relationships with International Mindedness. Now, we have already talked about how to build relationships in past podcasts. They are paramount in building a program of inquiry, absolute. In this episode, we're going to discuss the deeper connections we make when building those relationships founded on international mindedness. I kind of feel like that smiling emoji with the teardrop, you know, coming down the forehead. It sounds nice on paper, but how do we execute it in the classroom? And when we think about building relationships that lead to international mindedness, we naturally connect to building school culture because they support each other in building lasting relationships of trust where understanding happens. And it's difficult to lay a strong culture when the community's um, members lack trust in each other and they have no relationships. It just doesn't work. So those two go hand in hand and you need to think about that as you're laying down your program. So we're going to explore how to break down the barriers with other community members that think differently than ourselves. Because remember back to that IB mission statement that we might think differently and we might have different ideas, but everyone is right. So let's focus first on beliefs and values. At the core of who we are and our being is our beliefs and values of how we see the world. They shape um, how we see the world and what we believe in. And beliefs and values, though, are often misunderstood. For this reason, I think it's important to go beyond you know, the superficial level of the cultural iceberg to understand the intricacies of the values that shape our school community. So important. If we don't understand the beliefs and values of our community members, we might inadvertently do things that you know, infringe upon their beliefs and values, and that would be tragic. So this simple act of understanding our beliefs and values builds a relationship of trust, and that's so important in moving forward in building our program. So I'll never forget chatting with um, one of my Muslim colleagues when I was teaching in Dubai during a lunch break. And somehow we were, you know, talking about superficial stuff, things happening in the city. And then we started talking about religion. And we started talking about the viewpoint of my lens of how I lead my life as a Christian woman and how she led her life as a Muslim woman. We're both born in the United States, so the cultural barrier was not different. You know, I was on the West Coast, she was on the East Coast. And what was really amazing during this chat is that we laughed at some of the common rituals that we go through to embrace um, what that looks like to be a religious person. And the thing that I took away from the chat in asking questions about her beliefs and her values and the way that she lives her life, which Obviously, we had to have a relationship to go there because just going up to some random coworker and saying, hey, tell me about your beliefs and values, that would not work because this is extremely personal. 
if done with love and pure intent, it can open up a whole new level of understanding between each other. And I'm proud to say that we walked away with such an openness of our respective value systems and realized that we were more similar than different. How magical is that? And we're still in contact the many 15 years later. Can you imagine that? And I was able to teach her daughter in fourth grade. What a blessing. And when I think about these experiences that set the stage for my thinking about the world, understanding the various beliefs and values within our community helps to create the relationships um, to support that strong school culture. After that chat, we were even closer than we were before. And I, I love that because that's how we get to the heart of who we are and we share it with each other. Now, another way that we can um, build those relationships is understanding um, cultural norms. Every culture is governed by norms. Do you know all of the cultural norms that your students follow when they're not at school? So when they're at home, they have certain norms that are governed by the culture of their parents and their grandparents and, you know, their, their culture as a whole. So do you know what those norms are? And when I think about that, that takes some research, that takes some dialogue, that takes some question asking, right? But obtaining this information is super important because they break down those misconceptions about our cultural differences. And there's so many people out there who want to pit cultures against each other and pit differences against each other. But an internationally minded person does the opposite. They look at what are our far outweighing similarities rather than our differences. So when I worked at an all, I worked in Dubai twice. So when I worked in um, the first time, I also worked in an all girls school in Dubai. And I taught girls um, from all backgrounds, but predominantly Muslim. And it was my first encounter with Islamic culture. And I was taught the power of emotional intelligence in respecting cultural norms. I'll never forget this. At a parent conference, we know how that works. When the parent comes in, you shake their hands, you sit down, you discuss the child's progress, um, you ask questions, and you come together of a cohesive understanding of where that child is and where they can go. And going back to my American way of doing things, I remember instantly uh, parents walk in, I instantly extend my arm. And what I thought was really interesting is that the father looked at my hand, put his hands behind his back and kind of stepped backwards. And I thought, okay, I just did a no-no. What did I just do? I knew I had violated a social norm, but I didn't know what it was. And the father then was so gentle and so kind. 
in teaching me about emotional intelligence. He said, in my culture, we do not touch the hand of the opposite gender outside of our immediate family. And this is to show respect to my wife and children. I hope you won't be offended that I did not take your hand. Wow, right? And I could have done two things. I could have dealt with those cultural norm differences in two possible ways. But emotional intelligence plays a huge part in how we receive that message. So the first option, I could have easily become offended at that parent and refuse that they refuse to shake my hand and look at it as a disrespect to my own cultural norms. Put it back on how rude, right? Or option two is understand that all cultures have norms and to respect the difference, that I'm a guest in an Islamic country and I need to respect the heritage and the ways of doing things in that country. I mean, I obviously, knowing, talking and listening to me, you probably can ascertain that I chose option number two and utilize my emotional intelligence to not replicate the mistake again in future parent conferences. And I never did. I kind of waved my hand to their seats in the future. And if the mother came up to me to give me kisses on the cheek, then I would accept them. But I never again tried to extend my hand because that's emotional intelligence. And it wasn't out of being rude, but it was out of respect. And this is so important in building relationships with our parents and our community to lead towards international mindedness. There will be times that you face situations that are radically different than your own. But if we create that disposition of international mindedness within us, we're naturally going to respect the difference rather than take umbrage against it. Now let's talk about roles. Every culture has different distinct roles that people take upon themselves based on age, based on gender, location. In understanding these roles, we can better understand how the culture is governed and how to encourage these roles in our school community. Last summer, I was fortunate to attend a friend's wedding on a Navajo Indian reservation in the United States. And one of the unique things that most people don't understand about that beautiful culture is that it is a matriarchal society. And all the financial and family decisions are determined by the female leaders. They own everything. They decide as a collective of female leaders how the family will govern. And growing up in a society that's traditionally been governed by men, I was fascinated by the uniqueness of this culture. And our roles determine a lot about our place in society and where we fit in in the world, right? And it wasn't very long ago that women were stay-at-home mothers or spinsters who were allowed to be teachers, secretaries, or nurses. And since that time, our roles within the workplace have greatly expanded to allow a lot of choice. And just like Western culture has shifted within the last hundred years, we need to be mindful that when we discuss or engage with indigenous cultures, that they also have changed over time. 
And by sharing our cultural roles, we're able to compare and contrast our similarities and slight differences. And we need to make sure that in keeping with the ideal of international mindedness, that we don't perpetuate the myth that, for instance, Native Americans, they still wear the traditional dress when they have ceremonies, but they wear normal clothes. They live in normal houses nowadays. They don't live in teepees. And so we have to make sure that we don't perpetuate what happened in the past as what is happening now in the present, because that's setting up a false reality. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox about that. And what's really interesting to me is that people are changing constantly. When I look at the Middle East and how much it has changed, um, you know, the fact that women can drive in Saudi Arabia now, where that used to not be a rule, these minute changes as we progress, we need to respect the fact that cultures change and that we're trying to seek more our similarities rather than differences. That's so important. And so this is the end of our international mindedness series. Now, I'm super excited that we are going to have an application series next and we're going to continue to do these. Now, we are going to, in the next three podcasts from 32 to 34, we're going to apply our understanding of agency, action, the learner profile, and international mindedness into our practice. And there, we'll describe in those podcasts why we've grouped those particular topics together. And then we're going to resume doing challenges and applications as we go along. So I'm super excited about this. Um, we'll see you in the next podcast and have a wonderful day.